Mel Tempest is known as a fitness business influencer, hands-on health club owner, ebook author, and presenter. Mel has known to be controversial, challenges the status quo, and lives outside the square. Her skill set is current on trends, savvy, and in demand. Her primary goal is to get more health club owners moving towards innovation, technology, and social media success. Her own success comes through tough and humble beginnings. Mel Tempest now presents to you the Gym Owners Podcast. More than just the business of fitness. Proudly supported by National Fitness Business Alliance. Well, good afternoon. It's Mel Tempest from the Gym Owners Business Podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Quoco Black, who is a trusted and respected master fitness facility designer, gym brand architect, design academic, and natural bodybuilder. His work mm. includes independent gyms, personal training studios, women's only facilities, residential fitness centers, and new franchise models. Good morning, Quoco. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for having me, Mel. You're very, very welcome. Now, I'm very excited about today's podcast and being a gym owner myself, I relate to the importance of how our clubs are set up in terms of gym design, lighting, staging in the group fitness room, meaning where the instructor stands when they're, when they're teaching classes. And of course, the most important part of a club, the reception area, the first point of call. So perhaps we could kick off our podcast talking about reception areas. Sure, um, but I'd like to back up just a second if we could. And we I just, can. Um, yes, one of the things I, that I always like to talk about and when people talk about designs in a gym um, they think along the conventional lines, um, decorating a ceiling, putting a, a product on the ceiling, floors, walls, and creating an aesthetic for the gym. And I think that's the wrong way to approach it. I think what we should be doing is we, we should be thinking about um, our concept. Uh, what's the message behind the gym? What's our business model? And what are we trying to sell? And what happens is uh, I think we see a lot of this in the industry, what, what I call better sameness. Gyms start to look like one another. And what people are doing is they're paying too much attention to the competition and not coming up with their own ideas. And so what uh, I always try to advise uh, the people that I work with, the developers that I work with, is that they should come up with some sort of an organic idea of a design, a concept, and think different, uh, sort of like uh, along the mindset of Disney or uh, Apple or, uh, for, for example, the Tesla people. So the point that I'm getting at is um, instead of just jumping into the design of the reception area, it's more of an idea of how do we think differently and how do we create a space that's different than our competitors. And the first thing you need to do is stop looking at your competitors. Uh, and so we always try to find some point of inspiration where we come up with an idea. For example, one of the clients we worked with, we were inspired with the design of the gym by um, looking at the film Tron Legacy, which was a Disney film. And so when uh, we came up with the, the brand and the concept for the gym, we embraced a lot of the colors and the lightings and the geometry in the gym. And what that allowed us to do is to create a space within a market with so many competitors that was so unique and just differentiated uh, that it really helped them stand out and dominate the market. So that's my general first impression is what you should do. 
great. So let's go back and let's discuss the reception area. I have seen some of your artwork on the social media platforms. Totally amazing. So let's discuss where your ideas come from when you put in place reception areas and, and what can club owners do that maybe don't have a large budget to create an inviting reception area? Yeah, well, reception areas are important. And um, to go back, sort of reinforcing what I had said about um, coming up with a concept, if it's at all possible, um, the reception area, in a sense, is really the first place where members or prospects walk into your gym. So I, I believe in the 80-20 rule, which is you should invest, and this is theoretically, you should invest 80% of your construction budget in the reception area and the locker rooms. Not, uh, not specifically, um, it's not specifically the, the, the amount that you invest, but the energy and the idea and the concept should be really emphasized and amplified in the reception area and locker rooms. So for example, um, your reception desk in some way possibly uh, could reflect uh, some geometry, shape, form, or material that reflected your uh, your gym concept, your brand. Uh, one of the things we I think you should do is really control your lighting in the reception area. Perhaps track lighting is a really nice way to light a reception area. Um, also, um, we like to do a composition with paint. Sometimes we like to paint our walls and our ceilings the same color so they blend in to each other. So if you think for a second what I'm trying to express physically, I'll try to describe. If you paint your walls and your ceilings the same color, what happens is almost like a canvas. And that allows, for example, your reception desk or the furniture in your reception area or your uh, other fixtures, your doors, things of that nature, those can start to stand out against the canvas of the paint on the walls and the ceiling. So it's a sort of a strategy, a trick and a play to use your background color scheme as a canvas, like a painter would use a canvas and then he would paint different objects on it. So those objects might be your reception desk, the furniture in the reception area, your lighting fixtures. So it's a little trick with design is to create sort of um, an environment that uh, really stands out and amplifies your brand. So in saying that, what mistakes do you see a lot of club owners doing in their reception areas? Well, a lot of the things that I noticed that really stands out for me is there's too much signage, too much point, point uh, purchase, what do they call it, per, point of purchase displays, uh, you know, beverage, drinks, and T-shirts, everything jumbled in bars on top of the reception desk. And so there's a lot of disarray, and uh, they do some retail mixed up. And so there's sort of a, uh, there's an anarchy, if that's what it is, of too much going on, too much visual information. And I think we need to get back to some, you know, architectural geometry. If we can have just a beautiful, simple reception desk uh, with some nice lighting and some nice colors, uh, you get this more in the modern designs, more luxury gyms. Not to say that you can't do it in the, um, uh, in the less expensive gyms, 
so I guess that's one of the problems that I see is uh, there's too much clutter going on in the reception area. So simplicity. So we see the consumer walking into the club, and what they're just what you would prefer that they're looking at is the the simplicity of the the basic reception desk or something a little bit unique, nice soft colors, uh, no you know water bottles, towels, uh, protein bars. So keeping the busyness away from the reception area is that right? <laughs> Yeah, that's nice because it allows things to breathe, and I believe in that, is that you should give some sensibility of some some order instead of chaos. Uh, also to emphasize, um, if anybody ever has a chance to see um, one of the gyms that we had done was called Trainer Space. And what we did is the lighting fixtures that we used in the gym were circular in the reception area, which also reflected their logo. So again, this goes back to amplifying your business model and your concept. So for example, in a reception area, if you're lighting in some way, the geometry or the shape of the lighting or the color of the lighting and your reception desk and the way that the walls are orchestrated or uh, coordinated in the space, if you can some way backlink to your brand, your business logo, in other words, the idea is always trying to backlink and reinforce your brand and your gym's concept. And so you have to go further back and come up with the concept first. And if you can do that, which is really exciting, if you can come up with a brand concept, what happens is that it sets up a trajectory through the rest of the gym that you can keep the thread going. For example, if your whole gym is green, uh, then you can create these other items in the gym that goes be along the pathway, the lighting into the locker rooms. Maybe the lockers are green. So um, the trick is, again, having a concept. I can't emphasize that enough to have a concept in the gym because that helps you create uh, other aesthetics as you go further into the space. So moving away from the reception area, but staying within our 8% of spend, you said the locker room. So what should an ideal locker room look like for the average club owner? Well, lockers are a little tricky because you have uh, the expense of uh, all the plumbing that has to happen. Uh, one of the things I advise and I try to advise people to do is be careful not to follow what we call up here in the States uh, the boutique design trend. And uh, what to identify that, think about the fancy hotels and the restaurants and the lounges. And what happens is everybody tries to make uh, either their reception area or their locker rooms look like um, a hotel. And they try to make it look, look sophisticated. And uh, and so what we're trying to do is say that uh, you shouldn't be following any of the trends. You shouldn't be following your competition. You should really be creating your own brand concepts. So the furniture in your locker room, uh, the lockers themselves, and the colors can be simple for mica. Um, but it should be a color that again, backlinks and reinforces your brand concept. Uh, I like in the locker rooms for the lighting to be a little bit low, lower, and I'm a big fan of um, track lighting with the heads on them versus the fluorescent lights and the large industrial lighting fixtures. Uh, it gives them more of an intimate feeling, especially in the locker rooms. So again, there's always your non-slip surfaces, and I don't want to get into cost, and I don't want to get into utility. I want to talk more about design concepts. So uh, in summary, on the bat in the locker rooms, I really think that um, uh, the lighting, the track lighting, is always a big win in there because the 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 effect that it creates in the space, 
and the furniture that you're going to use in there and your your fixtures all in some way again I, I I just emphasize this and I and I've made a point to emphasize that you need to keep backlinking your brand a lot of designers what they do or a lot of firms gyms what they do is they make an effort and they make a, a, a mediocre effort and they don't follow through and they leave branding opportunities on the table and you can't do that uh, the the fitness consumer is very savvy, especially with all the social media platforms, Tumblr, Instagram, HGTV, and all the media out there. The, the consumer is very savvy with design. So that's where I think that uh, the owners really have to get their game up, maybe look around a little bit out there and see what people are doing. Maybe look outside the fitness industry and, and try to get some ideas of how they can raise the pedigree of the work what they what they uh, put into their spaces so i'm just going to ask you this question because i know our listeners will be some of them will be trying to work this out when you say linking everything back to the brand there's going to be people out there that don't quite understand what you mean about linking back to the brand so we'll, we'll use if you don't mind my club as an uh, as an example we are mm -hmm. a non-intimidating fitness experience you know for the whole um for the whole family that's pretty much our, our quote that we use on all of our branding. Uh, the name of our club is Body and Soul. So so the listeners don't get confused, Quoco, are you saying link it back in terms of the logo that goes out the front or link it back to the culture that's within the club? It should be both if that's possible. For So, for example, if uh, let's – I know your club, I've seen your club, but it's more of the concept and, and the, the theory of what you're trying to do. So what I'm saying is your colors in your gym, that would be your walls and your ceilings and your floors and your fixtures, your wall materials, your desk materials. Every single thing in your gym should backlink and reflect and reinforce your brand. And your brand really sometimes comes from your logo. A lot of times the logo is very representative of we actually, from the logo, we sometimes design forward from the logo. So we'll take the client's logo, for example. And again, I can't use your brand because I don't know it well enough. So one of our brands is orange and blue. So the entire gym is based on an orange and blue color theme. And we've used plastic material that's translucent, but it's blue. We've used materials on the reception that's blue and orange. We use blue lighting and orange lighting. So that's kind of the, the way that I'm going is you just don't use paint on the wall in one area and that's your brand what, what you want to try to bring your brand through mixing mixing your finishes your metal finishes and your wood finishes and your paint all your plastics your tiles and it doesn't have to be all one color but in some way there has to be a relationship and this is very difficult to do for me to describe over the podcast i'm is because it's a difficult thing to do in the sense to get the, your mind around doing it. But once you start to understand uh, that you have so many resources on the internet, especially if you did Google searches for specific products, I like to do Google searches for different products, and I can find flooring materials and wall coverings that reflect the brand concept. It's really exciting because once you start to build the momentum and start to understand, geez, my logo, it's red and silver, so let me go on the internet and start finding materials that are red and silver, and all of a sudden, 
you start to build this inventory of materials that you can apply on walls, you can put it on furniture, in your lockers, and your reception desk. So it's sort of a, you, you sort of have to get your mind around the idea, and then that's what I mean, if that makes sense to you. No, it certainly does. Now, the next question I have for you is lighting. Now, I know, and you know, and, and I'm one of these people who has fluorescent lights in their club. Now, some of us um, aren't able to, for financial reasons, to go out and put in, you know, uh, lights on, on tracks, etc., etc. What can we do, though, with these fluorescent lights to give the club a more attractive feel to it? Well, that's a great question. Lighting is really difficult, again, because of the utility of the cost. And also there's the utility of, um, you know, making sure the gym is safely be able, your people are able to go through the gym safely. Um, there's a, a trick that I use on occasion. You can purchase, for example, on fluorescent lighting fixtures, you can purchase uh, colored plastic sleeves. And there are uh, plastic of all different colors that you can purchase and it slides over the tubes of a fluorescent light fixture so you can strategically choose some of the fixtures in your gym and to put some of these colored sleeves again remember to match your brand and we had a gym that we did a few years ago it was actually a men's and women's gym and we used blue and i guess i would call it a pink color and we used some of the fixtures the fluorescent fixtures in the gym we bought blue and pink sleeves that slid over the fluorescent tubes and it was a really great look and it's an interesting thing because if you have for example a long line of fluorescent lights uh, you could potentially uh, if there's let's say either two or four long tubes in each light fixture you could perhaps put one sleeve blue on one side of the four and another pink sleeve on the other side of the four floor of the four fixtures and repeat that down the pathway to the back of the gym so in other words um, you could create interesting geometries with one idea using fluorescent lighting like that and so that's just one little thing so I know right now that there's club owners out there writing down, oh, I didn't know that the sleeves came in different colors. So just really quickly, if we were to jump on Google now, what would be the best way to search that? I would literally, and what happens when you do a Google image, and I do Google image searches. It's very important to make the distinction. For a Google image search, what will happen, you'll get pictures. And very quickly, you'll, you, you won't have to maneuver through line items. You'll quickly see the items that you're either looking for or not. So I would do a Google image search, for example, that would say um, fluorescent lighting light sleeves, something of that nature, fluorescent tube light sleeves, or colored fluorescent tube light sleeves. Uh, and then you're, you're pretty much, it's gonna come up, you know, you're gonna see that because it's just, uh, there's a lot out there, it's just that the gym owners don't know a lot about it. Uh, and that's just one, again, remember what I said earlier about backlinking and reinforcing the brand concept. So now we're taking our walls and our ceilings that are painted one color. Now we've got uh, fluorescent light tubes that were geometrically uh, putting some um, colored sleeves over some of the 
tubes in the light fixtures that start to reflect re reflect the uh, brand concept. Um, so there's just there's a couple of quick ones right there, inexpensive and a great look you can get out and, of it. And I can hear the fingers now on the keyboards hitting Google Images. Um, <laughs> so listen, let's go into the room where it's a it's a show experience when group fitness in instructors are teaching classes. Uh, people come for performance and to me the most important aspects of a group fitness room is uh, obviously where the stage is located and also the, the decor. What are some of your tips for club owners when it comes to the group fitness room so they can create that show experience? Yeah, well, you know, that, that's a little, the, the, that becomes a lighting thing a lot of times in there. And there's some interesting things here. I'm going to add some more exciting ideas here for you. Uh, for example, um, traditionally you'll use mirrors in some of those rooms. Well, people didn't know, but you can buy colored mirror, sometimes plastic colored mirror. So maybe it doesn't have the same optical effect as regular mirror, uh, but it's really beautiful. And guess what? You can get a colored mirror. That reflects your brand concept, and you can use it, you intersperse it in different places throughout that particular room. Again, this is another area where I, I like to use track lighting and turn the track lighting down low, and the rest of the uh, the uh, personal or the, the the classroom and have it um, the lighting shining on the instructor at the front of the class. And uh, the other thing I like to do is you can buy in, inexpensive what we call the rope light which is the one that changes color. You can either get solid color or you could get a rope light that changes color. It's called a light strip or light rope, relatively inexpensive. And you can uh, do different things, geometries in this space. You can run them along beams. You can run it along the perimeter of the ceiling. You can run it around the stage. So you can do some interesting things with some of that rope light. You can change uh, some of your mirrors in the space to um, be colored mirror. So you know, again, you got to do a little work because this is not what your competitors are doing. And so this is where the challenge comes in is uh, to stay uh, top of mind on your brand concept and unite that as much as you can throughout the space. So, for example, if your gym was green, you could buy the green rope light and put it along some of the beams in your ceiling in that particular classroom. Then you could get possibly some green mirror. And, and don't don't be um, intimidated by using color um, powerfully in your space. I think almost the more powerful and the more theatrical you can be in a gym environment, the better for the consumer because you want to create spaces um, that are different from what they're used to doing either in their office or at their home. So if you give them this environment, uh, what some people call a place away from work and home uh, that's a really different environment and theatrical and fun and colorful. I think that really helps the brand and helps to seduce consumers uh, to buy into your brand. I'm, I'm loving this, this podcast. It's making me want to go out and, and build a new club. I mean, <laughs> some of the ideas that you're coming up with, I'm going, oh, my God, I didn't know that. And, geez, I really need to go and do that in my club. Because I believe that every couple of years a club owner needs to walk through their club and say, you know what, it's time to rebrand my club. And and you do that with, with colour and you do that by moving your, your equipment around. And I think it's really, really important to be constantly looking for new ideas and innovation and creating change because our consumer, as you know, is always changing anything. 
anyway um, and we always are getting different demographics coming through our club so I suppose what I'll, uh, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you the first one is what is the the biggest mistake that you're seeing in the fitness industry now occurring in club design well, you know, I, I alluded it to it earlier, which is what I call the better sameness. Um, I, I sort of looked, you know, I, I sort of looked at the different market categories. For example, the luxury brands, the more expensive gyms, and then I looked at uh, the big box, what we call the big box gyms, which are the big gyms with the nine dollar price tags, and then there were the franchise models. And there's almost a common sort of a, a strategy uh, that each one has within their own market category. Uh, so for example, in the States, uh, uh, you can have a luxury gym that in one city that looks similar to a luxury gym in another city. And the disadvantage to that, and that's what I call the boutique design aesthetic, is that this disadvantage of being using the same aesthetics that someone else in your segment is doing is that anybody can come into your marketplace and do the same thing. And so therefore you lost your uniqueness in the market. Uh, and, uh, somebody can come in and take customers away from you. And the same thing happens in the franchise models. So in the States, you look at the franchise models and you see a stripe on the wall and one franchise uses the stripe on the wall, the brand color, and then another one does it. And then another one, and they'll have a black rubber floor with some of the colored, uh, colored chips in the rubber that matches their brand. That's it. And then you have the big box clubs, um, the $10 clubs. And what they'll do is uh, they'll put their brand colors, usually gar garish, bright brand colors on the walls. They'll have their equipment painted the same colors and they'll have a slogan. And so what happens is everybody's kind of in their own market category doing what everybody else in their own market category is doing in the sense of branding and aesthetics. And you've got to get away from that. You can't see, look at what your customers are doing. You can't look at fitness editorial, uh, the magazines that um, <clears throat> you know show all the gyms, because people look at that and say, oh, yeah, that's a great design, and they start to do that in their gyms. And there's a new whole uh, movement now. You're familiar with this, which is the boutique uh, the, boutique, the boutique clubs. And so I just did a blog post the other day. I, I saw another guy. He's doing a boutique gym, and it's the same thing. It's the underground, the dark, the the nightclub lights. It's the, uh, the hit modality. And it's like now the boutiques are all starting to look like all the other boutiques. It's almost – I just don't understand. Um, I'm, I, I guess I'll call it a pathology, but why – do these gyms follow what everyone else is doing instead of trying to separate themselves? I agree uh, with that. I have to say in my own community that I've seen many clubs open up and replicate what we've done in our own club and not that that's anything extremely impressive. We, we are just a, a gym box, but I've seen them replicate what we're doing. And I sort of think, wow, you know, it's really sad that some of these club owners, they aspire to be great gym owners. They go out, they find the location and then they go, oh my God. So they just copy who's ever successful in their community thinking if I copy them, you know, the, the colors, the, the branding, the equipment, the classes, 
I just replicate all of that, some of these people from that business will come over to my business. And I don't understand why club owners don't want to be individual, why they don't want to be different, not just within their design and their colors and their branding, but also their offerings in clubs to the consumer. In my, in my community, um, you know, we have over 78 fitness facilities now. When we opened, there was approximately 8 to 10. And I can wholeheartedly say that over 70% of those facilities are replicating what we do. People say take it as flattery. I don't take it as flattery. I just take it as, wow, I feel really bad for the consumer because now they're only buying on price, not buying on something that's different, unique, and, um, you know, getting that, that different type of uh, experience that they're wanting in the marketplace. Do you see a lot of this happening in the States? Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Um, a lot of people talk about this. This is the exact reason what you get when you where you have a problem with the escalation of price now becomes a lever in um, selling your memberships. Uh, you know, what's your differentiation factor? You know, a new club opens, and so people are tired of their club. It looks like the same thing. Oh, the price is a little bit cheaper. Uh, so that's definitely a problem. I put a blog post up about this, and I asked um, my network, and I said, now, why do gyms? all look like other gyms in their own market segment. And so I got a lot of responses. I think there were 5,000 views of that particular post. And it was interesting. One of the common themes or comments that came back from the industry was that people were in fear. They didn't want to make a mistake in their gym branding. And so they were afraid to step off the grid, go outside the box, do something really exciting. So what they did is they played it safe. Okay, play it safe. It's like, you know, you don't win by playing it safe. You, it's like in any sport, you don't win by playing defense, you win by playing offense. And so my strategy is like, you got to go in, you got to create, find whatever resources you can build the best gym, superior to everybody in your demographic. And guess what? Fitness consumers are going to see that. They're going to know. They're going to be able to tell when they walk into the space. What happens is that goes viral. That goes in social media. goes into the, the nightclubs when people hang out with each other. So, you know, this is I, – I think this is a really great point that you're talking about. And I think it's everywhere, you know, because I'm looking a little bit in the U.K. I'm seeing the same thing happening in the U.K. Uh, and other, I see things starting to happen in Asia and the Middle East. And so um, it's it, – it, I, I think it, fear is really one of the factors I think that plays into this. And, and you know, you get a few revolutionary people uh, out there who do some different things. And for example, the David Barton brand was good at that at one time. They did a really good job at creating these innovative spaces. And I always think that when you create the innovative space, a more beautiful space, you're telling your consumer in the market that, you know, we care a little bit more here. We've done this different. We've invested a little bit more because we want you to enjoy your space here. But we cost a little bit more, but you're going to get a little bit more in service and a social atmosphere. Uh, so I think that's an important fact to, to take into play here. So if you're like everybody else, then your price point is going to have to be like everybody else. If you're, you have a better product, both your programming and your service and your design and your marketing, uh, then you should be able to charge more money for it. I think Tom Plummer talked a little bit about that, about differentiation and, and pricing. He certainly did. He certainly did. And he's an amazing speaker, our Thomas Plummer. Um, I just need to ask you, so 2018 is upon us. 
And the average club owner is probably sitting back behind the desk right now saying, what am I going to do in 2018 to make me a little bit different that I can afford as an everyday club owner? And you've given some amazing tips throughout our podcast today. But what are three absolute definites that you say club owners must do in 2018 to separate themselves from those that replicate their brand? You know, you know what I would do? I, I would look for, I think of anything, instead of going to three, I would go to one. And it's it's the mindset. It's the design thing. And I think what club owners should do is they should take some time and, um, for example, go look at what the inside of the Dragon V2 spaceship is created by Elon Musk. Go look at... Um, some advances in technology in aerospace industries, automob- automotive industries, architectural. In other words, what I'm saying is go out into um, the, inter- the internet and look at all these amazing inspirational things that are happening around us. And so what I'm saying is take your mind away from designing and decorating your gym and think bigger. I call it, I call it think, think gym big. So, um, that would be one of the things that I would definitely do is wrap your mind around getting away from decorating a gym. What am I going to put on the ceiling and the walls and the floors and come up with a bigger concept? And as I said, if you can get that concept and you have your logo, you start to be able to create, find all these materials that I described earlier that you can go on the Internet and find these material, these lighting fixtures and these finishes and these wallpapers and these sleeves that go on tubes and you can bring a whole brand together that's really exciting i get excited talking about it because i'm a little more seasoned at it and it comes easy to me that i've done it but if uh, your gym if your listeners uh can get into that mindset of thinking differently uh, i think it's going to open a lot of opportunities up for them i i definitely agree with you there and i have to say that if i decide to uh build that female club that I've always wanted to build, I will certainly be coming to you for advice. Thank you. <laughs> I certainly Thank will. You. you know, Quaker, we're at the end of our podcast, so please do tell our listeners the best place that they can contact you. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think a really interesting place to contact me is Instagram, actually, funny enough. I mean, you can go to the website, but my Instagram profile is very simple. It's Jim Designer. And uh, very quickly, you can um, uh, go up and down my page and get a real – actually, you'll see things that I've just described on the page. And you can just send me some comments or follow me on Instagram and send me a DM and that's it. It's pretty simple. And any club owner with any type of budget can get in touch with you? Absolutely, Sure. That sounds fantastic. I thank you very much for your time this afternoon on our podcast and uh, we'll drop your details into the bottom of the podcast for our listeners and we'll catch up with you definitely in 2018. Uh, Thank you so much, Mel. You're very, very welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining the Gym Owners Podcast, sponsored and supported by National Fitness Business Alliance and Gym Click Media. Find Mel Tempest on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join us next time for the Gym Owners Podcast.